105. Yeah, tomorrow, Arvo, uh, it is the Lions taking on Collingwood. And it's a funny one here in the B105 building because in the morning, mm-hmm. it's all Lions. Yeah. But then come three o'clock in the afternoon, the Magpies swoop in mm. and support the other team. And that person happens to be Tommy Little, who was on the air this morning. Hello, buddy. Good morning, legends. It is so nice to be with you. And what a time of year to be a Pies fan. Mm. A man mm. who's oh. such a Pies ha- fan, he even learned to fly. Oh, well, that's very true. <laughs> and I don't want to brag about my um, standing with the club, but Abby, I believe you are the number one ticket holder for Brisbane. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. And so I'm sure the club probably provided you with tickets for <laughs> the grand final. Is that correct? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. So where is this where going? Very interesting. No, well, I just assumed they would have. And I assumed, to be honest, <laughs> mm. that they would have with me as well because I'm performing at their grand final function, at Collingwood's grand final function, um, in the morning. And naturally, I thought tickets would come with that. Not only did they not, I was then offered to uh, to buy tickets for $2,000 each, but I was told it came with a comedy performance in the morning. Wow. And when I asked who the comedian was, it was me. Yes. Tommy, <laughs> do you want to hear something so sad? I bought all my tickets, and guess who's hosting the after party for the Brisbane Lions? I'll have one stab and say, Abs, is it you? <laughs> it is indeed. And I mean, my husband looked at me and said, does that mean you need to keep sober? And I said, when have I... <laughs> When have I kept sober at a game? So this is going to be very, very exciting. Oh. So basically we're both ha- screwed over. How mm-hmm. hot property the tickets are, though. Yeah, no, we, bu- we bought our uh, our tickets and our flights, but we're more than happy and uh, grateful to be at the game, unlike you, I guess. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Hang on, I'm happy to be there. Am I happy about paying for tickets? Ah. Absolutely not. I'm yeah. paying the for a third of my normal rate just because I thought tickets were thrown in. You don't look like a typical Collingwood supporter. Friendly. My shocking tattoos aren't a giveaway. Ah. <laughs> I have a Good list point. of X's tattooed down one side of my ribs. <laughs> on my other side of my ribs, I have a game of tic-tac tattoo <laughs> that I did live on air. I have no regrets tattooed on the back of my arm. <laughs> I mean, okay. Good point. Dude, <laughs> you legitimately have a list of your ex-girlfriends tattooed on you? Uh, not all no. of them. I don't want to brag too much. Um, fit, uh, but fit. I have uh, <laughs> I have five of them, yes. I yeah, thought right. it was I thought it was cute to get um, I started dating a girl and I thought it was cute to get her name tattooed after like a couple of weeks and <gasps> she did not find it cute. No. Um, she thought it was she thought it was a bit weird. Right. And so I thought I could it is. get it removed. <laughs> it is, it is, definitely <laughs> is. And instead I've just crossed out that name and then kept going down my ribs. What do new girlfriends think when they I, I'm assuming eventually come across that tattoo in the moment? The reaction is almost exactly the same. Um, for each person, which is a giggle at the start and, oh, maybe one day my name will be added there. And then slowly over time, much like my relationships, that turns to bitterness Mm -hmm. and anger that I would have such a stupid tattoo and why there would be a constant reminder of my past that they have to look at on the side of my body. Is Mm -hmm. that also how you break up with them? You just come home, lift up your shirt, they see their name tattooed (laughs) with the line through it and they go, okay, better pack the stuff. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm far more mature than that. What I do is I just say nothing, move house, put on a fake moustache and, um, and start a new vibe. <laughs> Do you know about that? I have to bring something to the table, Tommy, because you know how when we had you on about um, Who Took My Nuts, the book that you've written? Yes. Yes, brilliant book. The kids love it. And it was really beautiful when you're telling the story and you're saying you, you wrote it for the kids that you, you never had, that you thought you were going to have with your ex. Yes. 
And I got really teary hearing that story. I thought it was really beautiful. But I need to let you know what happened after that. Why? Because after we hung up, the boys looked at me and said, did you buy that? And I was like, what do you mean did I buy that? That's a beautiful story. And they believe that you, it might be true, but you tell that story to get in favour with women. Oh, no, I'm just not that calculated. <laughs> See? But I will tell you an extra tidbit about that okay. story, which is slightly interesting given what we've been talking about. Yeah. The first, that girl that I dated for two weeks, um, oh, no, maybe I shouldn't um, give away this person's name. Right. Anyway, the person's name that I got tattooed first, mm. um, the ex that we're talking about that I thought I was going to have a family with, mm. her name is the same name. <laughs> and so we had talked about um, getting it, uh, like the crossed out, removed, and yeah. then getting the name redone in the heart. But no, I, I don't make up stories to get in favour with See? women. The boys are so cynical. <laughs> He's never going to admit it. <laughs> no, you don't admit you trade secrets. Admit. You don't admit well, it. I'm yeah. saying it worked yeah. for the girls in the office. They thought it was very Oh, beautiful. that was swooning. They're like, oh. oh. One of them's ovaries exploded, Tommy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I think that's probably bad for the end goal of having a family ah. with yeah. so <laughs> I may have gone too hard. <laughs> hey, um, well, mate, hang there a second. When we come back, because you are all Collingwood, Collingwood till you die, mm. Abby is lines till she dies, we are going to come back and do a segment um, that we like to call... I found something I never find. Only positive comments. Positive comments only. When we come back, you can only say positive things about the Brisbane Lions. Mm -hmm. And Abby can only say positive things about Collingwood. We want to see if it's possible. All right. Yep. Okay. Good luck, everybody. You both sound real psyched about this, do we, <laughs> But it can be anything, remember? Okay, okay, yeah. So yeah. You, just, you just have to try and find the positive yeah. in the opposition. Yeah, okay, lining. cool. All right, stand by. We'll do it when we come back. Uh, Tommy Little is on the air with us here at B105. Tommy Little! Tommy Little! Tommy Little! And still joined by Tommy Little. Catch him this afternoon from three with Carrie in the afternoon. Um, the you're, Are you number one ticket holder for Collingwood as well? Have you got that prestigious? Oh, oh absolutely not. Mm. But my uncle did play for the club. I was born in black and white because my uncle played uh, during the 50s. Mm. And um, he has a, uh, a premiership medal from 53. Well, had. he's passed away now. Um, but I let's not dig too deep into his career because um, I, I grew up getting told he was an AFL legend and a star of the club. And when I finally Googled and went down that rabbit hole, I couldn't find much information until I finally did it. It said he came down from Currumburra in the country here with big expectations, dot, 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 that he did not live up to. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid internet. Yeah. Telling. Yeah. <laughs> Revealing all. Uh, all right. Okay, so here we go. We're going to do a round of... I found something I never find. Only positive comments. Positive comments only. I one don't agree to one. this. I find it very hard. Mm-hmm. One for one, we want to hear Tommy Little, Collingwood supporter, say positive comments about the Lions. Abby, Lions supporter, will say positive comments about Collingwood. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, Abby, you can kick you things go first. off. Ladies first. Um, Collingwood, being the biggest um, chokers, have more experience than anyone in grand finals, even if they don't win. <laughs> oh. Mm. Is that positive? <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. that's positive. That was it's positive. There's okay. no experience. Uh, mm. um, uh, Brisbane Lions are uh, a, a much better club than they were when they merged with a Melbourne club, making them Brisbane Lions. Oh. <laughs> Great addition. Yeah, that's good. That was good. <laughs> yeah. um, black and white is really flattering and some criminals can be hot in black and white. That's 
Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Lockie Neal is um, my favourite player that has a name that is also a seating position. Niche, <laughs> 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 but yep. Mm-hmm. It's p- very positive. You're doing well here. Yeah, yep. 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 Um, I think it's so good that all the Collingwood supporters um, save money on going to the dentist so they can afford to go to the grand final. Okay. I wish the Brisbane Lions all the best for the big dance, and I think second is still a huge achievement. <laughs> 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 Oh, well than you think, done, isn't guys. it? Well <laughs> done. Good. Well done. You know what they say? If you've got nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Yeah. So you did very well there. <laughs> very, very well. Um, well, best of luck to you, Tommy. Um, have, you have, have a great day. Let's hope it's a great it's a great game and um, and go past. Yeah, go Lions. You know what? I'm so excited. I've never actually been to the MCG. So I'm trying to tell my kids because we're going um, and I'm like, this is your first and last holiday for like five years going to the grand final. And we're trying to make them appreciate how big a deal this is yeah. by saying we've never been and look at you now. And they're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, like a lot of our stadiums, it's one of, uh, in, this, in this country, it's one of the, the best stadiums in the world. And you're going to love it, but I hope your Lions hate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good on you, buddy. Appreciate Have it. Have a great one, guys. Love you, mate. Thank you. Staff Abby and Matt on B105. There's a guy called Daniel G. Amen, and he is a psychiatrist, and he's a New York Times bestseller author. Okay. So he knows his stuff. All right. And he was giving some tips on how to keep your cool, how to deal with stress. And mm. he was using examples of stressful situations. He was like, when you're moving house right. or going on holiday. I was mm. like... Isn't holiday supposed to be enjoyable? But he was saying not the lead up. You okay, know, you know what it's like. To, well, to not get on there, there either. Mm. He was saying that he was going overseas for a two-week uh, European holiday with his wife, and this is when he came up with these rules. This is a rule for how not to get stressed and how to deal with those really stressful situations. Okay. I don't. <laughs> you don't. You're not into it. You're not buying uh, his credentials. I wanted something better. Okay. He didn't say wine. Mm. Is that your issue? <laughs> <laughs> mm. You know, I just wanted something that was like, oh, God, that gives me perspective. Yeah, okay. This is what works. And he says he's used it for patients all over the world. Okay. And it's just been so profound and it's changed people's lives. Righto. The rule of 12 is something I teach all of my patients. And it really honours the fact that shit happens. You you just have to be okay with it. And I am not going to get angry or scream or yell or become a jerk until the 13th thing goes wrong. The more you honor the fact that difficult things happen and you can roll with it, the more psychologically healthy you are. So he said that when he was going on a European holiday and I wasn't happy with this, he took a notebook and he just wrote down all the things that were going wrong and he knew that there were things going to go wrong but doesn't get angry until the 13th. Wow. So I think that's bollocks. Uh, when you get the 13th thing, then you're do you go off about just the 13th thing? Or what? can you go all the way back and bring well, up everything? Well, I think the whole point. idea is that you're supposed to be calm. Mm. Because you're like, well, stuff's going to happen. Yeah. When you're moving house, and you're like, oh, there you go, the delivery. Oh, they're two hours late. Well, I'll write that down, two hours late. Mm. Not going to bother me because that's third on the list. See, I don't mind that. It's they, they call I call them micro stresses, but they all add up to one major stress. But then on the thirteenth, would you do what Manny says? Because I'd hulk he's out. like, well, no, because he's like, you've let go of everything else. But you're also assuming that thirteen things will go wrong that day. 
Well, that's what he was hoping. Yeah, that you might not even get it. You accept it, yeah. but then you're kind of like going, well, you've made a list mm. and you're just going to be chill. Yeah. Excuse I've made, me. Mine's uh, the rule of 12,000 and I'm getting close. <laughs> Do not get upset with me. <laughs> <laughs> that I've cheated on you because that's the fourth thing fourth on your thing. list today. So and you to be fair, I've already cheated yeah, on you yeah. 11 times. Yeah. Work, work in your favour. What what number are you up to? Because I've got a few things I want to unload. cheated on yeah. you with 12 people. But and now I'm going to stop. Stop. Stop now. <laughs> well, Can't I'm not mad. mad, but I tell you what, you do it again and I am going to be it's, angry. It's got some loopholes. I'm going to be a bit of a jerk. <laughs> it's got some loopholes, this one. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on B105. The big dance, Sunday, the Broncos taking on the Panthers and this man has been in his fair share of NRL Grand Finals, Sammy Thiday. How are you feeling, mate? I don't know about my fair share. I'd, I would have liked to have played in more. <laughs> I only got to play in two. I won one and lost one, but I, I, I got the chance of opportunity. There are a lot of players that go through their whole careers and don't even get to play finals footy. Mm. Uh, imagine fair if you're share. Luke, Imagine <laughs> if you're Luke Brooks and you played for the West Tigers your whole career and mm. never played in a finals game. So, mm. yeah, I, I, I will take fair share then. <laughs> I can't imagine there's any better feeling than winning it. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's very, very different. You, you I, I've been very lucky as well to play in uh, winning State of Origin series. I've won a World Cup for Australia. Um, but the uh, the ability to go through a whole season with your same teammates, you, you know, you start your training for the grand final in October, November the year before. Um, so it, it, it's, a, it's a massive year and you have to be consistently great. And then to get yourself even just into a grand final, then you, you get the chance to win it. But when you win it... Holy wow! Yeah, um, the, the, you don't want the party to stop. Uh, you form this connection and bond with those those teammates that you played with throughout the year that uh, lasts forever. And um, yeah, there's just uh, no no better feeling. Now, Maddie is actually going down. He's taking his mum to the game. He is pumped. He is psyched. But I do think we do have it. Ain't, it ain't going to be easy. Penrith have had a stellar stellar season, and of course, this will be a threefer if they manage to do it. Um, it's not going to be an easy game, is it? No, it's not going to be easy at all. Uh, Penrith, uh, this is their fourth grand final. Uh, the first one that they were in, they, they lost to the Melbourne Storm. Um, I don't think they were ever going to beat Melbourne Storm in that one. It was Cameron Smith's last ever game mm. uh, for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, then they uh, they came out, they beat uh, the Bunnies by two points and they did a job on the Eels last year. Um, so, yeah, they're, uh, they're, a, they're a damn good team uh, and they deserve to be in the grand final. But uh, I think there's... Not that there's cracks showing, but I think there's some weaknesses there that uh, the Broncos can exploit, and uh, I, I think that Penrith are beatable. What I love so much about this game on Sunday, to think back two years ago, mm-hmm. the things people were saying about the Brisbane Broncos, the stories and just the way the team was playing, Kevin Walters has just done an Absolutely phenomenal job. Uh, Kevy came in and he inherited that team of, of young guys who uh, were super talented. They came through the Broncos system, but they weren't ready to be first graders, not at all. They were 18, 19-year-old kids. Uh, now they've got a bit of experience under their belt. A lot of these guys now have gone on to play rep footy, represent their state, represent their country. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, those things have only uh, helped and uh, bolstered this team a lot, but Kevy's just brought them together. They're they're a great bunch of mates. Uh, Kevy and Adam Reynolds up there on that stage, holding that uh, that trophy up at the end. And 
uh, I'm sure they might need a hand to, to hold it above their head because it's about 45 kilos. Or so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, he, actually, it's actually the same height as Adam Reynolds as well. So, yeah. <laughs> and he has done wonders for the team. He's also done wonders for the city. And we saw that uh, this week when thousands upon thousands of people turned up at their uh, training session at Red Hill. They had to bring in um, traffic control and police and stuff. The whole city is behind the guys too. Yeah, well, the Gold Coast Titans were absolutely filthy because that's the average crowd that showed up oh. to a Broncos training session. No, so. It's a few too many for the Titans, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a bit too many. Yeah, you're right there. But um, it, it just shows there's a buzz. Uh, and, yeah, I know and I understand that it's school holidays here in Queensland at the moment, but mm. why wouldn't you want to show up? This is a part of history. Yeah. Uh, I can still remember uh, Corey Parker telling a story once uh, when we were uh, going into the uh, 06 grand final about when he was a young kid uh, back in uh, in 93 and he went and uh, saw the Broncos come back from Sydney with the with the trophy mm. and the lineups along the so there's going to be another kid there a young boy or a young girl that would have mm. went to that training session now that will have their own Broncos story going forward and who knows they might represent the club too in the future so yeah. uh, it was brilliant to see and it's, it's Brisbane's a buzz we've got the Lions in the AFL grand final with the Broncos in the NRL grand final I'm just worried uh, for the Valley if uh, both teams win the grand finals. It's oh, mad. It's yeah. be loose. Well, Caxton Street business owners are licking their lips, <laughs> aren't they? Oh, like they, we've already given the Caxton Street owners the, the state of origin money. Uh, we've given them the magic round money. Yeah. Now they're going to get mad Monday money. So, yeah. Well, our, at the radio station at the top of Caxton Street, we might set a little bar up here and just open up the doors and put our own. Not a bad idea. Side here, you know, mm. bit, make a bit of money. Money there. Mm. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, it's licensing laws, but no, 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 no. Sure, that's yeah. a little, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Sammy Thiday, always a pleasure, mate. Channel 9 have got it all covered um, for the NRL Grand Final. 16 hours of coverage from a core stadium, and you are going to be all over it. So we'll be uh, definitely watching that on Sunday. So um, thanks for your time, buddy. No, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Maddie and I are blessed that we're paying uh, to go to the grand finals more than what we would for an overseas holiday, but we are blessed to be able to go to them. Too blessed to be depressed. Yeah, so excited. I've been waiting for this moment for for so many years. Mm. And our kids started going to um, the Lions game since they were born, since they were little babies. So it's nice for them to be able to go to the grand final, keep reminding them that this is an amazing opportunity because I've never been to the MCG. Mm. And I was like, do I dress up more to the MCG? I know that you. I know you're going to say that's ridiculous, but I've never like for a grand final. Is it more? Yeah, it's black tie. Don't. Be, I'm not going to wear black tie for a Collingwood game. Black tie and magpie. <laughs> I would say he's see. I've lived in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Everyone dresses down. It's like a swimsuit sort of <laughs> setup. <laughs> It's actually cosplay. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's cosplay. So you got to go as, as, as someone who's lived in okay. Melbourne. Yeah, right. you went as a Ghostbuster one year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do just... have to wear a funny hat because yeah. that's a Melbourne thing. <laughs> but I was saying, <laughs> I'm hosting the after party, so I still thought that I would have to. I don't right, know. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. A, I'll still wear sneakers. Yeah. But maybe just like a denim skirt with my merch. Look, it's Melbourne. Know. You're going to be judged on your fashion regardless of how you dress. Sounds stupid, but I was like, I'll just take a few different options for it. And it is Melbourne. And you have to understand, the weather is crazy. It's going to be 28 degrees, oh. which is very warm. For but Melbourne. you know how sometimes 28 degrees in a different place can feel different? Yeah. Mm. It can change. Yeah. So I was like, I'll take a few clothes. And I said to Scotty, can you please get out the suitcases? Because they're underneath the house. And he's got a, pad- a padlock for this crazy storage place. Mm. And he's like, yeah, wh- why? 
I said, what do you mean, why? Because we're going away. And he goes, well, we're just doing carry-on. So I'm not doing carry-on. I booked the flexi flight Mm. and you're allowed to check in. There's no more for checking in. He goes, yeah, but you have to wait. So all five of you have got an extra 15 kilos. Not all of us, but I thought I'd take two large suitcases for the five of us. I thought that was allowed. But he said, no, we're all taking checked luggage. What are you taking? Check Check luggage. luggage. (laughs) And it won't even be full, But a guy just has what two outfits. Yeah, what else do you need? Well, my my makeup, my toiletries, a change of shoes. If I go See, for the, sneakers in the morning, so I can go for a walk with a friend. The, oh, well, you're never going to do that. Why would you Esther even does put that, that in all the time. She packs active wear. And then I, if I do no. that, I've got to patch, pack active wear and I've got to pack a sports no. bra. And then on Sunday, we might go with friends. And then Scotty will wear the same outfit for all of those people. Yep. But what about if I spill something in it? Then I'm done. What and, I'm done for the weekend. Yep. All you're going to need, and this is my plan, right? Right. Broncos jersey, obviously. Obviously. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to wear all day Sunday. Yeah. Even on the way home, Monday on the plane. Yep, yeah. Okay. Before celebrating. Yeah. One pair of jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Dark ones, because mm-hmm. if you spill something on it, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. Mm-hmm. And then two undies. And then yeah, a couple of pairs of undies. And a change of shirt. Maybe an extra pair of undies. I might sharp myself if we need. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Toothbrush. Mm. Deodorant. Mm. Yeah, but you don't wash your face. You don't have all. No. Mm. No. Yeah. And then maybe mm. and Stav, you you'd know this, and this is a guy thing. I will take a long sleeve shirt, but it won't be. Super thick. Mm. It'll be like One halfway between under, under your jersey if you need. Halfway mm. between jumper material okay. and t-shirt material, mm. where it'll be warm, yeah, but not too hot. So, Almost will you wear a jacket? Do you take a jacket? Nah. Mm. But then, if you took a jacket, you just wouldn't take it. You just wear it the whole time. That's, like you wouldn't yeah. put it in a bag. Mm. Yeah. So, I have to do checked on luggage for all five of us. Mm. It's it's a hard doing. <laughs> I would say. Well, technically- do you not take pajamas? You're, no, you're was, sharing a mum with your room with your mum. Can you please true. take some pajamas and not sleep naked? She's not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> You've travelled with my mum, haven't you? <laughs> she won't do checked on luggage, will she? Yeah, oh, she, she might. Yeah. No, she one hundred percent will. Okay, she she will. She'll have she'll have three jackets and all sorts of stuff. I once went to Melbourne for a night, didn't take a thing. Just the clothes you were wearing. Yeah, yeah. I was coming back the next day. Uh-huh. Yeah, but what yeah. did you sleep? So you slept naked. I sleep in the nude. And you wore exactly the same clothes. Yeah. Oh, didn't the paparazzi have a field day? <laughs> yeah, I was fine now for a mate's birthday. Don't I was his sometimes, sometimes I do do that, mm. where I wear the same clothes, mm. but I still like to have options and different mm. shoes. Mm. I wouldn't just go with one pair of shoes. That would not, no. I reckon there's a part of a female brain, though, where they feel more at home if the hotel room's full of their crap. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I just, I get, oh, I would get stressed thinking that the weather has completely changed mm. and the kids don't have jackets. Just, because Scotty would turn around, and this is what I hate about it. He'd turn around and go, did you not pack anything? Walk for him. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, well, he's he spilled all stuff over those. The whole lemonade went over the top. You don't have a change of clothes for him. I'll be like, no, because I had checked luggage for five of us. Mm. It can be done, but it's just you got to think about it. you got to plan it. Mm. I would know? like to know on 131060, what is the lightest you've packed for the longest? Mm. Impress me. Okay. I, I find it impressive. People who go to Bali, I imagine, could do it very... Like, really, in Bali... You need... How many suitcases did you take to go to Bali? Yeah, and who suggested how much we should pack for Bali? Uh, who texted me and Esther? Uh, I 
And who bought Esther some big, long, flowing, friggin' thing to wear? That the... wrapped up so <laughs> yeah. light, and you knew you. it did. <laughs> who that bought, was... and who she bought her a new pair of shoes? You bought her a new pair of shoes? Yes, shoes that she could have worn the whole time. Again, I'm surprised this is the thing that's going to break down the team. <laughs> 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 I opened up my suitcase and went, friggin' Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Tomorrow, it all kicks off 2.30. The Lions taking on Collingwood. So close. (laughs) It is indeed. And we want to speak to people that know what it's going to be like talking about Lion greats. And one of those is Jonathan Brown. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Oh, we are good. You must be pumped. Absolutely. Well, it's the first time my team's been in the grand final uh, that I actually haven't played in because I grew up back in Fitzroy because my dad played for Fitzroy and then... Uh, and they were just terrible. So you'd book your holiday in March, you'd book your holidays for the start of September because you knew you weren't playing finals, let alone a grand final. So uh, it's pretty exciting. I'm going as a as a full-blown supporter and hoping my team wins. I'm going as a supporter as well, and I tell you what, I get so nervous for, so I can't imagine how the players go. And one thing that I, I did like that the Lions have done is they've reached out to uh, Greater Western Sydney and said, look, you know, you guys are in a, a state that's not all AFL. We need your support mm. since Collingwood, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they won yeah. against you. So it's saying yeah. everyone wear colour, get supported, yeah. we need to stick together. Common enemies. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what is it like when you go into, I guess, that foreign territory of the MCG oh. when they're so one that's what people forget, though. It, uh, you underestimate. Fitzroy was a big part of the Brisbane Lions, and there's a lot of Lions supporters in Melbourne. So I know our pre- grand finals, 01, 2 and 3, uh, there was huge support there. So there's a hell of a lot of old rusted Lions supporters. So GWS have been here for five minutes. Fitzroy <laughs> started in 1897. So yeah. Yeah, don't worry, there's a very proud history there. You know, the people in Brisbane that aren't aware, there's two clubs that merged together back in 1997. So there's that proud history. And fortunately enough, when you do come to Melbourne, they've got a great support. And fortunately enough, Collingwood supporters are limited to about 20,000 tickets. Even though on the black market, they're going at about $4,000 a ticket at the yeah, moment. Right. But let's not, let's just try and keep as many as we can away from the MCG. Yeah, and if you look at our population, half of Melbourne's bloody up here now anyway. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly. I remember early days when I used to. I was a young bloke playing at the Gabba. When we play Collingwood, the crowd. T- you think all the crowds turned, but it was just all our line. It was just the Brisbane supporters just changing to their original club, Collingwood. So they changed colours for the night. You've won the Coleman Medal before, and. That is when you have the highest uh, goal kicker mm. of the season. Yeah. And I always like it because, you know, that's one that you'd know. Like with the brown lows, you've got to wait until, you know, the umpires votes mm. and then again, who knows what they're thinking. But for that one, you can actually count. And I've always wanted to know, do you ever speak to, you know, the players before? Like do they know when you're clocking it up that they're going to kick the ball to you to be able to get a go- goal? <laughs> well, uh, the year I won it, I think the boys were aware of it in the last round because – Obviously, the boys were aware because I was going against a guy called Matty Pavlich from Fremantle, who we were all sort of neck and neck, and I was about two ahead of him going into the game. So on the Gabba scoreboard, they kept scores because we were playing simultaneously. Uh, so <laughs> instead of the boys at three-quarter time, Pav's just looming up. I think he's only a goal behind me. So just look after me here. And they did. They got me out of the line. <laughs> so, but, yeah, you're certainly aware of it. And it's obviously it's very uh, – it's not subject- subjective like the Brownlow, but, yeah, the boys do look after you. Mate, you're um, now you've done radio very successfully. Now you've got your podcast as well. 
Yeah, you know, it's good fun. We're Brownies podcast, so we do all things footy, but we don't end up talking much footy, actually, but yeah. What does a conversation generally go to? We spoke to Adam Gilchrist recently, and Gilly's told us, that, you know, Cape Town, the Table Mountains up there in Cape Town, have you yeah. ever seen that beautiful shots in Newlands? Yeah. That uh, he told us a great story that as part of the celebrations when they beat South Africa, Shane Warne convinced the operator of the cable car uh, to let the boys sit on top of the cable car and go to the top of the mountain while Maddie Hayden was nude. Uh, so that was quite a revelation, it's okay. fair to say. Now, Haydos, considering he's a local, obviously up there in Brisbane, he might hear about this. So I think he responded with, I thought what happens on tour stays on tour. So that was a little bit one out of left field. It uh, used to until people had podcasts. Yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah. yeah, exactly right. So, uh, yeah, we had Gilly on recently and he's, he's plenty of fun. See, it's funny, though, isn't it, those old stories? Because there's, I feel like there's statute of limitations on them. They can't be told within, like, ten years. I was, was going to say five, yeah. But okay, when, yeah. when when they become the old days, then it's sort of fine, you know. Everyone's retired now. No one can sort of get oh, in trouble crap. from the <laughs> get oh, in no, trouble from the leagues. It is a little bit of a tough one. It's hard with Craig McRae, you know, our great mate, a premiership teammate at the Brisbane Lions, now the Collingwood coach. And every time I see Fly, he often says to me, "Hey, big fella, can you just can you just pull back on the uh, Mad Monday and the footy trip stories yeah. because." Famously, he was the generator. He was the generator out there. He was the organiser of Mad Mondays, yeah. the organiser of footy trips, <laughs> and where all the fun and frivolity started was usually with Craig McRae right in the middle of it all. But yeah. now he's a coach. He just doesn't want to be seen to be <laughs> oh, setting a bad example. Yeah. So yeah, I, go to launch, I go to launch <laughs> into some stories about some of our celebrations, and then I realised, oh, hang on, yeah. this bloke's actually coaching. It's yeah. like, it's like That's like when your parents give you the chat as a teenager when you're going out to a party, but they yeah. know full well what they used to get up yeah. to. That's, your parents never want you to know about the their dark days, hey? Well, exactly right. Well, I found out the other day that, you know, uh, that my mum used to sneak out and have a smoke mm. uh, in between exams. <laughs> and uh, I thought she'd be absolutely mortified if any of the boys, she'd find out any of her boys, I've got a couple of brothers would ever sneak out and have a smoke on the drink, and then my auntie rang me up and said, oh, no, your mother used to go out. She used to be a nurse in between exams oh, wow. at St. Vincent's here in Melbourne. Yeah. She'd always sneak out for a sneaky gas, bro. I thought, <laughs> I cannot believe that. Some of the dressing gowns we copped yeah. as young men. But there she goes. Just the cheeky gasp to get her through the exams, right? There you go. <laughs> well, mate, it's going to be a huge weekend, of course. The Lions uh, tomorrow, yeah. the Brisbane Broncos Sunday. It is huge here in Brisbane. Jonathan Brown, always a pleasure, buddy. Beautiful. Thanks. And all the best to the Broncos as well. Go Lions. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, it's producer Ash here, and we're taking a look back at the week that was with Stav, Abby, and Matt. Girls are always like, you've affected me. I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> are they? What are their names? Um, Cindy. Mary. This is why he Cynthia. didn't miss you. I always like hearing his names when he makes up. Uh, yeah, they're always, for some reason, someone else. Sharon. Is it? That's his sister. Mine are like Agatha, <laughs> Mavis, <laughs> Glynis. <laughs> Madge. You can always know if a guy never cheats when they can't come up with fake uh, real names. What what are other girls' names? Um, I've got a heap. Because all you're trying to do when you go, do that is go. not think of your wife's Shabada, friend's names. That's the only thing going through your mind. Abby's all about getting that street cred. And this week we found out she's got it. We were at tennis. Mm-hmm. One of the dads was like, you know... He's been playing tennis with the older kids. It's not appropriate, the language he's been doing. I said swearing. And he goes, no, not swearing. And he goes, he's been calling me bra. And all the other mums were like, oh, what is that? 
And then my son came off the court in front of them all and said, dab me up, brah. And I went, yeah, brah. And I went, I oh, see, I'm okay with it. <laughs> dab me up, brah. Yeah, because me I want to, I'm in. Did you get the slap? Yeah, I did. It's so satisfying oh, when is, you get it, isn't it? And he it? gets annoyed if I don't do it because he's like, mate, that was cringe if you're not going to. I was like, sorry, yeah. brah. Now, if you're wondering how to get dabbed up, brah, Maddie's provided a simple two-step tutorial. Step one. You need to relax your hand, mate, because that's, that's the thing. You're too, you're yes. too stiff. It ain't, it ain't going to clap. Because you've got to get the right. I'm unaware of this Come phenomenon. on, dab me up, brah. Dab me up. Uh, so yeah. you've got to get the right, like... Oh, no, that was... No. Okay. No, come here. Sorry, give me a go. Sorry, okay. we're going to do it. Sorry, bro. So you Step two. Cup your hand slightly. Uh-huh. And then you want to get a, a really nice click. <laughs> oh, nearly. Oh, go, 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 Sorry, dummy up, bro. Uh, oh, we're getting it. Go. Yeah, it's there, it's okay, there. Yeah. But it gets like... You weren't even happy with that lie. Oh, were, he was better was than you. Yeah, but I've never done yours it Yours is a flat-out okay. high five. For a visual demonstration, head to the B105 social pages. Let's talk about pets, baby. Let's talk about pets. Let's talk about pets. Let's talk about pets. We love our furry friends, and it's probably because dogs and us aren't all that different. Pet is your family. Furry child. Yes. Yeah. But they do lick their own butt. Well, if I could reach. would do if they could reach. <laughs> you would lick your own butt? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe once. <laughs> maybe once. <laughs> I mean, I've never done it before, yeah, so okay, who am yeah, I to yeah. judge? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that's how we greeted each other. Sniff each other's butts. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> okay, mental noted. <laughs> is that what it is? They all have their own... Sm- every yeah. dog's got its own smell, But what right? information do they get from them? Like, do they go, oh, that's a that's a male, they're this age, they... Love tennis balls, <laughs> not cricket balls. <laughs> they're single. The, here's yeah. a picture of them holding a fish. What are they getting from that sniff? Oh, if anyone know. knows, I'd love to hear from you. 13, 10, 60. There's they, a vet listening. They get it from their pee as well, because uh, a lot of the time when you take mm. them for a walk, they're not, they don't need to go. Go, they're just marking but their territory the as they dogs go Dogs are along. just nosy. I want to know that about that dog. I yeah. want to know that about that I, dog. I've got to go. Inquisitive. <clears throat> but yes. Well, I guess humans. Humans are walking around trying to go, please don't tell me more information about you. <laughs> no. Later in the week, we got onto the topic of size. I think they still grow until they get to sex. Well, well getting them to sex will slow their growth, but they t- tend to grow until about one and a half, two. Okay. That's why I'm still so short. Then who, are your kids? Me. then who are your kids? Who are your kids? I don't know. I could be an NBA player. Yeah. But I, got a well, I think yours is called a vasectomy. Theirs is desexing. You I'm know? Uh, six foot two and a bit over here. <laughs> well, that's why you even had your snippet. Yet. Brisbane will be the epicenter of Australian sport this week. Oh, both Brisbane teams in the grand final. Amazing. Queensland's the place to be. We're going to the grand final, Brisbane dominating the footy over the weekend. But Abby was a little worried she wouldn't be able to see it after a mysterious eye infection took over. Good morning, Abby. Morning. What have you been telling people I've got? Conjunctivitis. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I just thought I thought if there's anything good you wouldn't tell people, but if there's anything bad, you would definitely highlight it. I don't know, the doctor's not convinced mm. that it is. And I don't want to throw accusations out, okay? Right. But on Saturday afternoon, I was like, the kids were wrestling and I went to go and pick them up and something, like, felt like something flew in my eye. Mm. And ever since then, it's just been a little bit irritated. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that I'm allergic to your grass, Manny, but we (laughs) were there on Saturday afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) And it has been sore ever since then. The photo, it looks like you've been punched. 
I know, it's pretty bad. So uh, rather than pink eye, if you can go with allergic to my grass would be better. <laughs> okay. I gave Abby pink eye, everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you rubbed your grass on her eye. <laughs> okay, all fun. right. For more fun times and behind-the-scenes action, head to the Listener app. Until next time, that's a wrap with Stab, Abby and Matt. Stab, Abby and Matt. B105.